here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning, well, as you know, uh, this week is the 40th anniversary of the uh, Operation Yonatan, first uh, called Operation Thunderbolt. And uh, it is, of course, the uh, historic raid on Entebbe, which rescued the uh, Israeli and Jewish hostages from Uganda 40 years ago on July the 4th of 1976. Major General Daron Almog, who has been a guest of ours before, was the first IDF commander on the ground at Entebbe. Um, he is founder of Ale Negev, a village for the disabled, which provides residential, medical, and social services to the handicapped of southern Israel. After the passing of his son, Ale Negev's name was changed to Nachalat Iran after his uh, son Iran. Uh, in 1976, he was the first para-reconnaissance commander to land on the runway at Entebbe, marking it for incoming Israeli airplanes and then leading the capture of the airfield's control tower in the rescue operation. He has been involved in many, many other operations, not just in Israel, but around the world since then as well. And uh, we get to wish a Mazal Tov to a Major General, Major General Daron Almog because uh, since the last time we spoke with him, he was awarded Pras Israel the Israel Prize for Lifetime Achievement this past Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Israel Independence Day. Major General Daron Almog, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you very much, thank you. Mazal tov to you on Pras Israel. Thank you, it's, it's really an honor uh, to be awarded the Israel Prize, the highest prize that the State of Israel uh, given giving to um, Israeli residents. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this award should be given to my son, the son who has never said uh, one word, never said Abba, never made eye contact, and changed my life, gave me a lot of power and meaning um, to be the mouthpiece and the power for children like him, the weakest members in our society. If you want also hostages of our society, and in a way... Uh, the connection between the Entebbe operation and uh, and my lifetime achievement is uh, a simple fact that uh, in Entebbe we arrived uh, to rescue 105 Israeli hostages and uh, on uh, my uh, daily operation is uh, rescuing every day those hostages of our society people and children like uh, our loved son who were fully dependent in uh, other people's power who are helpless uh, has no power and need our assistance on every single step of their life and they also deserve a life of uh, quality uh, a lot of love and Alenegev um, is a social antebe if you want you pointed out. You pointed out. In fact, the uh, the I don't know if I would say the irony, but certainly the meaning. The meaning that uh, the award was presented on Israel's Independence Day, when again, as you just said, uh, it was all about someone who was not independent, someone who was dependent on many others. Absolutely, absolutely. They're, yeah, they have no independence at all. At all, these children. Uh, that's a, a very similar. Um, situation or position of uh, of hostages. Uh, hostages, uh, you know, uh, depend on uh, on those who aim weapon and uh, threat um, to take their lives. Um, and 
and there are also just in our society disabled, severely disabled, handicapped, wounded people, um, helpless, um, and uh, I believe that uh, our goal and uh, and our Jewish values also should guiding us uh, to set the highest life standard for these people and. Uh, their presence is a test yeah. for ourselves. The same as the the, the presence of uh, and the, the voice of hostages in Entebbe was a test for the state of Israel and a test for uh, our values. You know, we say that uh, one for all, all for one. We say in military, we say we are all responsible one for another. We say we have telerea So we are tested. We are tested uh, um, by. Uh, the event, the crisis, any crisis, it should be, it may be a crisis like the, uh, the Antebbe, it may be uh, some daily crisis of uh, accident, disease, cancer, uh, all of a sudden uh, families uh, facing tragedies. Yeah, we, and, could add, um, we, could add, we could add terror attacks to that as well. Um, yeah. Well, your work is amazing, and uh, our friends at JNF uh, continue to remind us of the incredible things that you're doing. Kolaka vote, and again, Mazal Tov on the award. Uh, were you invited? Did you attend uh, in Uganda the 40th anniversary commemoration this week? Yeah, we flew the commanders, uh, high-ranking uh, commanders, uh, officers, uh, soldiers. It was moving day, uh, July 4, 2016. Uh, the Prime Minister arrived, and uh, there was a ceremony in uh, Entebbe, near the tower. The Prime Minister uh, of Israel, Netanyahu, spoke five meters from the place that uh, his brother, Yoni, was shot. Uh, you know, that by himself, for me, as someone who lost his brother in uh, Yom Kippur. Right, you lost your brother. Before the Entebbe operation, my right. brother right. was killed in the Yom Kippur. And I know what is the meaning of the place that my brother was killed. I believe that for for Prime Minister Netanyahu, as a human being, uh, he also was moved by the simple fact that uh, he is speaking as a Prime Minister of Israel from mm -hmm. one side, from the other side, five meters from the place that uh, his brother Yoni uh, was killed uh, during this operation. And um, I also believe that uh, the absence, and the loss of his brother, like my brother, gave him a lot of power gave him uh, meaning i can uh, testify on myself that uh, during my service i felt um, personal oath uh, to my bleeding brother uh, also i felt that he giving me a lot of power and some guarantee to do whatever is needed and to be courageous um, brave and uh, and and do whatever is needed in, in military operation for him and, and soldiers like him and people like him. Mm -hmm. I believe that in a way the uh, the bravery of uh, Yoni Netanyahu gave power to to Bibi to continue um, being very proud from on his brother yeah. on the heroic mission on the Entebbe and yeah, the, and the other side inside you know the right. stamina. Yeah, and I think he—I think he's indicated that—that that, uh, the influence was so profound uh, from his late brother. Um, was the airport the way you remembered it? Yes, uh, more or less the same. Of course, the uh, the, the new terminal. Uh, my operation, my operation was uh, about um, nearly three kilometers away from uh, 
the old terminal, the place that uh, the, our hostages were kept, and uh, and the old um, control tower. Uh, my mission was to mark the runway right. for the next three Hercules who came later. Uh, also, to take the new control tower, which was uh, lo- still located on very high ground, uh, the most dominating uh, place uh, in, in this airport is the new control tower. And yeah, for me, it was first time to see how much, uh, what is the uh, this dominance uh, high ground of uh, of uh, my mission at uh, at that time, 40 years ago, at the, at the Antebe operation. Who presented the mission? Who 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 brought together everybody to to alert you and your colleagues as to what the plan was? Um, yeah, there is procedure, military procedure. There, there were planners. Uh, from since the moment that moment that uh, the air France plan plan was uh, hijacked, uh, the end of uh, June '76, and uh, a few teams started planning. And uh, uh, July 1st, um, Thursday, July 1st, uh, three days before the operation, I got an order. As a matter of fact, the one that uh, announced me that I'm going to fly to Entebbe, as ridiculous as it may sound, was my mom, my mother. I came, uh, <laughs> I came home from training mission yeah. at the Golanites as a commander of the reconnaissance unit. At that time, I was a bachelor and uh, living with my parents. Uh, on my way back to uh, my camp in uh, Telnov Air Base, um, I came to my parents. I recently tuned my parents' house, and the moment I opened the door, my mom said, you're gonna fly to Entebbe. I said, well, what are you speaking, Mom? She says, sit here in this chair. You see this list? All these people were looking for you, and I know, uh, just to remind you, that was not the cellular age. And uh, people didn't find me from um, the operational branch, uh, the general headquarters. So I uh, sit down and I did the telephone call one by one. And so, and I got first order to take all my unit, bring them to a, a, a place which um, abandoned air, uh, air base, British abandoned air base, uh, center of Israel, which was the, the place that uh, all the units gathered. Mm-hmm. At that place, we got uh, on Friday, July second, two days before the operation, we got uh, an order, um, and and then the mission. We get uh, the mission, and uh, that, that was the first time I got my mission to mark the one way to be the first to land, the last to leave uh, in the first Hercules. Uh, just to remind you, we came by four Hercules. Number one came with, uh, with the Yoni Netanyahu unit, um, Sayeret Matkal and my unit, and some more paratroopers. Uh, they came, uh, the Yoni Netanyahu unit, with one Mercedes and two Land Rover inside this uh, first Hercules. And um, we, uh, my unit, 10 soldiers with me, we jumped uh, after 10, uh, 1,000 uh, 1, meters. Um, while landing after 1,000 meters, the Hercules uh, uh, reduced speed, slowed down to about uh, 20 kilometers an hour, and then we jumped from uh, the right side, the right door, the same door that uh, uh, you jump um, and as a paratrooper, we jumped uh, and uh, starting uh, marking the runway, or, or just uh, also to 
that you know, um, the procedure of lending is usually based on uh, asking permission. Right. In this case, we didn't ask permission, and we knew the international light switch on. And uh, but we also we assess that the moment the Ugandan will understand that uh, there is lending without permission, they will switch off. That's what happened. They switch off all the lights. So uh, when we jumped out, everything was light. And then, after about uh, a few seconds, uh, the lights all go the out. Lights were shut down. So, so at that point, so at that point, they know that there that there are planes coming. They knew in. that there is something wrong. That there is a landing of airplane. But you know, from this understanding at the at the control tower, the new control tower, uh, to to trans to to, uh, to shift information to deliver information to the terrorists in the old terminal uh, this is something that uh, that took you time. know if if you really smart maybe maybe you understand but uh, you know many rates based on surprise a surprise on 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 the first second and and minute and and the, all all this all the Altebe operation was based on on achieving surprise right uh, that for this purpose, uh, we are the Sayyid Matkal uh, Union Netanyahu unit came with the Mercedes, which is uh, similar to Idi Amin right. uh, Mercedes, and the Ugandan uniform, and just you know to bring the enemy for a second or, or slight or split second of hesitation. That's enough to be the first to to squeeze the trigger and, and kill them before they kill you. Where, where are you after you light the runway? So, as a matter of fact, I, I uh, jumped, uh, we jumped ten. So four, uh, commanded by Talivade, who was uh, my deputy, also bereaved family. His uh, brother was killed in the Yom Kippur, Mikhail. And his father, by the way, at that time was major general at the general headquarters. Rafael Vardi, uh, major general Rafael Vardi, was uh, chief of personnel. Uh, aware, the mission aware on everything, aware that his son uh, right now participating uh, the Entebbe operation. Uh, so Talivadi together with more three, two on each side of the runway, run and each 100 meter put one battery light. Right. All together, put seven in each side, all together 14, right. 600 meter uh, were marked by the battery lights. Right. And that was enough for the Hercules number two, seven minutes later after number one. Number three, one minute later. Number four, one minute later. At that time, I marched about 300 meters toward the, uh, the new control tower, which, right. uh, as I said, was uh, located on, on the high ground. And, and which is being maintained, I assume, by Ugandan officers, right? Yes, and, and Talivadi, after marking the runway, did a flank and came uh, and joined me uh, from uh, some angle. On the side, and he identified the four guards near the the tower. And uh, with the coordination between us, uh, he shot the four guards, Ugandan guards, and I penetrated the, uh, inside the building. Uh, we scanned the buildings from uh, bottom to top, and uh, uh, no one was inside. Um, and that's it. Well, we did our mission, um, and we get back to the uh, the parking lot of uh, the new. Uh, terminal, the place that Ershko Surin was injured by uh, uh, Ugandan uh, uh, resident. Uh, well, we don't know exactly if it's Ugandan or he was a civilian. He was not soldier. Right. 
one that uh, all the epistle and Esko Suin, or is the force of Esko Suin, uh, force of power troopers commanded of, by uh, Major General, later Major General Nehemia Tamari. He was killed in accident uh, while, uh, while being uh, commander of the Central Command in Israel. But uh, Dan Tebe was uh, the commander of uh, uh, Power Trooper Battalion uh, 890. Now, uh, now we were always under the impression that one of the keys to preparing for the mission was the um, uh, was the fact that the airport was actually built. the The architecture was done by an Israeli company. But then, yeah, that's right. So little Bonnet, uh, yes, at that time, the uh, the end of the sixties, uh, there were uh, relationship, international uh, relationship with Idi Amin with the uh, with Uganda. And Solal Bonnet, Israeli companies at that time built uh, the airfield. But in addition, part. but in addition to that, on Saturday, a, a, a member of the Mossad was actually in the airport, right during daylight. No, no Friday. On Friday, the day before the operation, yeah, July second, a Mossad agent, uh, a pilot, came with the Cessna light airplane and landed, uh, and moved along. The a new runway and the old runway, and did some pictures from the cockpit. And uh, these pictures were given to us in Sharm el Sheikh mm-hmm. um, before taking off to Sharm. Uh, we, the four Hercules, we uh, started uh, uh, the Antebe operation by taking off from Ben Gurion Airport, the military part of Ben Gurion. Uh, we flew on low altitude to Sharm el Sheikh, landed in Sharm. Last briefing was in Sharm el-Sheikh, but uh, also we got this picture. We got this uh, photograph that were made a day before by a Mossad agent, and they gave us the details, um, the accurate details of the ground and the, the topography. Uh, also, we got the information and the intelligence from those um, uh, the terrorists released on uh, Wednesday, uh, two days earlier, uh, the, the selection between the Jews and non-Jews. Right, and those and, th- those uh, those briefings. Mistakenly, you right. know, in retrospect, I can say mistakenly. Right. Um, they, from their point of view, of course, uh, they released the non-Jews and sent them to Paris, to France. Right. And um, our Mossad uh, people came and in- interrogated them, got the information: how many terrorists, uh, what the procedure of guarding, where the hostages are kept. Uh, and so what is the routine day and night? So we understood all the hostages uh, are placed in the old terminal uh, for terrorists uh, at the corners of uh, of this old terminal and other three on the second floor. Uh, so the moment we got this information, which was viable, essential information, at that time uh, we had the ability uh, to launch a practical plan and, mm-hmm. and, and make the, you know, the idea of uh, commitment for something practical. Major General Daron Almog is with us. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsor WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org and the NSN app. Major General Daron Almog, the uh, first IDF commander on the ground at Entebbe 40 years ago, was there this week for the 40th anniversary commemoration with the Prime Minister. Um, what was the the last briefing like at Sharm? I could only imagine the the combination of last-minute instructions and I would assume in some way a pep talk 
for the entire group that's about to embark on this mission, no one knowing, you know, whether there'll be success or not. What was that like? Um, uh, the pep talk in, in Sharm el-Sheikh, if you, if you mean um, on this yeah. pep talk, that was, uh, yeah. that, that was done by uh, Brigadier General Dan Shomon, the commander of, uh, of operation. By the way, uh, his daughter, Anat, came with us uh, to Entebbe wow. uh, to the 40 uh, celebration. celebration uh, anniversary? Ceremony. Uh, anniversary. Yeah, uh, the ceremony in, in Entebbe with the Ugandan president, and also Shlomit, uh, the sister of Dan Shomron. However, Dan Shomron emphasized uh, our commitment to save Jew any place in the world, and of course, in in these circumstances, uh, while the terrorists negotiating with the state of Israel and asking to release terrorists uh, with blood on their hands, and um, we should not surrender to any terrorist demand. That's at our hand, and um, you know a pep talk is about the motivation. It's not about uh, the small details. It's about uh, it's about um, planting more dedication, more courage, more motivation uh, to the soldier. I, you know, uh, that was something that should be done, but every one of us was uh, so motivated, so dedicated, and. Uh, uh, I'll tell you honestly, everyone was ready to give his life. Uh, we are sorry that uh, at the end, um, um, Netanyahu was uh, also my friend was killed. But everyone was ready to give his life for saving others people's life. What, what was he like? I mean, I, I've read some. I saw an amazing documentary through his letters. He, uh, uh, his life, his feelings, his um, uh, his philosophy. Um, uh, was shared with the world through what he wrote. Uh, but what, as a friend of his, what was he like? What made him different from others? What, say again, I didn't hear you. What, what made Yoni Netanyahu different from others? What gave him the qualities that we look back on and admire so much? Uh, uh, Yoni was a legend uh, after the Yom Kippur. In Yom Kippur, by the way, also in this, this ceremony in Entebbe was uh, Major General Ben Hanan. And the uh, friendship between uh, Ben Hanan, uh, who commanded the uh, 188 Brigade, Armour Brigade, uh, after Ben Shuam, uh, the brigade commander, was killed in the Yom Kippur. And uh, Yossi Ben Hanan also was, uh, I think, October 16, is, uh, he wounded, and uh, Netanyahu saved him. Netanyahu, as officer of uh, a small team, penetrated deep to the Syrian uh, territory and saved the uh, uh, Major General, later Major General, at that time it was the uh, Lieutenant Colonel Ben Hanan Life. Um, so the Yom Kippur, you know, the trauma and the circumstances of uh, the Yom Kippur, the surprise, the courage uh, on on uh, his behavior. Um, I did the mission uh, with him, together with him, uh, on uh, Mount Hermon in, uh, in May uh, 1974. Um, and he came uh, to this mission, to my mission, um, to penetrate the, the Syrian territory um, as armor officer, not as a, as a commando uh, infantry, but as armor. And uh, he joined my my force, and uh, it was cool. It was uh, uh, it was smart. It was brave. And later, of course, you know, take uh, the effect of. Uh, 
uh, of this uh, the tragedy that he was the only soldier to be killed in the, in the operation. Yeah. Uh, take uh, one on one and one and one, and uh, it all together made made him a legend. Yeah, no and uh, the heroic, of course, uh, the circumstance of of Entebbe, which is uh, one of its kind. Uh, there's nothing. There's no precedent. Uh, uh, to such an operation, in uh, it, it's an operation uh, that uh, came to the uh, the modern uh, pantheon of war. Um, you know, flying 4,000 kilometers, landing 11 p.m. sharp, 53 minutes on the ground, killing seven terrorists, bring back the 105 Israeli hostages uh, successfully, and at the same time um, paying the highest toll by, uh, by the commander of the elite unit who did the the, the main mission. Kill the terrorists and rescue the the hostages. So take all all this uh, data together, and uh, and you got uh, the menu for um, for Netanyahu, the Netanyahu, Yoni Netanyahu, the yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Netanyahu, heroism and. Uh, and reputation. Major General Daron Almog, could an Entebbe rescue happen today? Um, you know, the, the, for me, Entebbe is not only a military operation, it's also a social Entebbe. As I said at uh, the beginning of our talk, um, it's, it's imperative. Entebbe is a moral imperative to do our best to save uh, um, people from our people who are in danger, uh, who are helpless, and uh, it's, um, it's imperative for our values imperative um, for our humanism um, of course it's, uh, it's also about uh, uh, performance it's about um, our professional capacity but also it's about um, being um, better people better human being and uh, be ready one for another mm. be responsible as we say as we really say we all must be guarantee one for another and must be leaded by uh, by this axiom as love your friend as love yourself and and the power of our people derived from uh, from these values and, uh, and I believe that uh, this axiom uh, will be continuing guiding us we have a couple of minutes left. What was the flight back to Israel like? At that night, the Dantebe, 40 years ago? 40 years ago. Oh, no, two days ago. No, 40, uh, 40 years, years ago. ago. Uh, on the flight back, the Israeli radio, radio and the media announced that there was a successful operation. Our soldiers back home, and one of the high-ranking officers uh, was uh, badly wounded, something like that. Uh, so just think about my mom who was sitting at home uh. and uh, and she knew uh, that uh, uh, I was in the mission three years uh, earlier she got uh, the information about my brother that was killed in the Yom Kippur and now she's waiting mm. uh, 7am we landed in Tel North and I raised telephone to my parents She again she was the first to raise the telephone so her first question, the moment she heard my voice, first question, who is the commander? I said, Yoni. My friend Yoni was killed. Uh, 
so that's you know that's something which is part of our life uh, later my wife asked me many times this question while she knew i'm in uh, in a mission and uh, the middle of night the israeli radio starting with the slow music and she knew i'm behind enemy line and in the morning i got the telephone and the same question were asked, was asked by my wife later which is something uh, Yeah, uh, that only those in the special unit experience, um, and I was lucky to be one of them, and, and privileged. Uh, however, the 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 minutes uh, after arriving was a great uh, joy, uh, a huge celebration uh, for the people in Israel, and. Um, Above all, that was also the, the agony and the loss on Yoni. Yeah. Uh, one of our brigadier general, Janusz Bengal, came, and um, at that time he was uh, at the general headquarters, one of the planners of the operation. When we landed in Tel Nof, he came to me and looked at me and said, uh, at the Yom Kippur, by the way, was the commander of the 7th Brigade. So, And uh, he looked at me and said, "All this operation does not deserve the price of Yoni Netanyahu." <laughs> yeah, uh, he loved Yoni very much. He was the one to send Yoni to save Ben Hanan, uh, Yossi Ben Hanan, the commander of uh, in Syria. One, yeah, the 188 brigade in the uh, Yom Kippur War. Mm. He loved uh, Yoni. Yoni also did the. Con uh, Converted uh, from from infantry to armor after the Yom Kippur, we lost many armor crews, and uh, and Netanyahu, Yoni Netanyahu, converted to armor. So he was under Janusz Bengal. Janusz loved him very much. Also felt oh uh, for saving Ben Hanan. So sadly, he, he stated uh, all this operation was not deserved the price of. Netanyahu. Major General uh, Daron Almog, Tadaraba, thank you so much for uh, reliving some of this with us. And, thank you. And anybody who reads your story, they'll understand the scope of the operations you've been involved with and the different things you've done, even way beyond Entebbe, believe it or not, and we'll understand your perspective even more. I hope people take the opportunity to, uh, to do just that, to look and see uh, uh, all the different things you've been involved with. All these years. Kolakavod, again, Mazal Tov and Pras Yisrael, and uh, thank you for joining us on this 40th anniversary. Thank you very much, Nahum. Uh, have a great day. Major General Daron Almog, he was the uh, IDF commander, the first to be on the ground at Entebbe, as you heard. Um, he and a colleague took over the new airport tower. Uh, for those of you who remember the configuration, old airport, new airport in Entebbe. And... Um, The, the rest you heard. Uh, a privilege to speak with him this morning here at JM and AM. Thank you. 
synonymous with Operation Yonatan. And Tebby, 40 years later, my thanks to Major General Daron Almog. Every time we speak with him, we hear more and more of his incredible perspective on the Jewish people and the people of Israel. Just unbelievable. 